podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I don't know if anyone. Speak for yourself. Welcome to the Movie, Movie Podcast, everybody. Episode number one hundred and two. We're back. I'm your host Tiggs. With me, as always, are Russ. Still here, still strong. Peter. We went to a film festival. And Alex. I'm still standing. I'm still strong. Oh, man. So, yeah, as as Peter just mentioned, we all, for the first time, all got invited to South by Southwest. It felt really good (laughs) until we discovered that everybody was able to go and watch these movies. Um, So, instead, we also watched watched Extraction. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Just because I was invited to South by Southwest uh, didn't mean I was going to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And that's fair. You know, that's your choice right now. I, I feel like uh, the I, numbers from this are probably going to be like, oh, maybe maybe we shouldn't do these things virtually because not that many people are going to watch them. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> because when time means nothing, you forget to watch things before they disappear and right. end up trying to race to do it. Yep. And and some of and you just didn't have enough time because these things were time limited for ten days on Amazon. Uh, so if you didn't get it then, then you had to start paying for it. Um, but again, extraction. If you got Netflix, that's free. So we should just we should jump right into it. And I think we need a rust down for extraction. Sure. Extraction directed by Sam Hargrave, Tyler Rake, total action movie name. Yep, a fearless black market mercenary embarks on the most deadly extraction of his career when he's enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. You know a movie's going to be good when the title of the movie is in the description of the movie on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like... Extraction. It's like they were like, so we want to make a movie that's like Taken, mm-hmm. but not name it after the act that happens to get this person <laughs> After the thing you do to get the person back, sold. Um, how much do you want to bet we will our lifetimes there will be a franchise of movies called Retrieval? <laughs> it's uh, going to happen. It's definitely. I mean, it's we are we already had one called Shooter. That's true, right? Which you know was just a working title, even though I know it's based on books. But who cares? Wait, wasn't Shooter already a movie? Yeah, that's what he's saying. You didn't watch the Ryan Philippe uh, USA original series that came I, on after Raw? No. Dude, how many seasons did that last? Like two, maybe no, three. That's pretty good. That's uh, that's way more than I was expecting you to say. So, Extraction. Uh, it, it felt like they've done <sighs> action movies on Netflix, you know, before. Uh, but this pro- this felt like like the the one that's gotten the most attention. It was probably like the biggest action foray. Like this, that this could have been easy. I mean, bright, but this could have easily been like a theatrical release if it, you know, maybe had one other person you know. Uh, but value is pretty insane. Yeah. Yes. Um. And I, I'm, I'm gonna just flat out say I didn't like the movie, but I thought what it did in terms of action was really good. But it kind of fell into a weird, uh, sort of gray area for me where. If you're going to be mindless action, you need to be mindless action. If you're going to try to make me care about people, you have to make me care about them. 
I got so bored. Didn't make me, yeah, I didn't care about anybody in the movie at all. Uh, but some of the the tracking shots, uh, yeah, and the beautiful and stuff. Were, it was really the action was like excellent, top notch. I just, I it just felt like it just seemed like they wanted me to care about anything that was happening, and I couldn't find myself caring. Okay, so I actually like this movie. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think I no. I thought that the um, those those shots were like it was almost like there was like the camera was just like some, a guy running with them, which I'm sure it, it, was. it seemed uh, like it. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that stuff. I thought, yeah, the action cinematography is really good. I didn't really care too much about the characters because, yeah, they were super. They they seemed like parodies of '90s one dimensional. Um, action movie characters and i think that like in like at the end when they're like oh we're gonna have like a a cool head scratcher ending oh yeah it was like just pops out of the that pool was... like wait a minute is that <laughs> oh my but, god like i think that's kind of yeah no go ahead go ahead, go ahead. no but i mean like that that stuff didn't really bother me and i think that like you're right that the um the character station all that stuff that that was super weak and every attempt at um you know, emotion or anything, but that's not what I signed up for with that. So yeah. yeah, my problem was with the pacing of how they did that. Like, I, granted, I like that they front loaded a bunch of action before they let it slow down, so you could learn a little bit more about this kid that was taken and also the person who's going to retrieve him. But extract, that, that's, yeah, yeah, extract him, please. Extract him. <laughs> yeah, um, but then later on, don't try to force like grab more gravity to that moment at the end of it like don't tell me i should be learning something at the end or feeling something greater than this movie like so have all that action front loaded ex- like take a breather and explain who these people are and then just have a bunch of action at the end don't don't make me have to think that like oh is this action movie like more important than i thought it was yeah there i feel like that's what that, I think. That's my issue. Is it, it? It wanted me to think it was. Yeah. And I wish it kind of. I wish it kind of went the other way and just said, "Hey, remember those movies in the eighties where you turned off your brain? Uh, this is that again. Don't try to moralize it or make me care or or anything like that. Even like the this like stuff like him jumping into the water out of nowhere right at the beginning of the movie off that cliff. I'm like. What? Who? What is? is? Is this trying to kind of send up all those old '80s movies? If so, cool. And then it's like, oh no, it's trying to be very, very self-serious. And I'm like, that's what I don't. And I, I think... feel like you got. I feel like you got the right. The bones are there. The action is awesome. I think, to the extent of he, uh, as he was written, Chris Hemsworth can do this. But oh let yeah, him do this in a way that exhibits. Like, exhibits know, in this fun. But I think this movie would have been, if it leaned into the fun, would have been better than if it leaned into the overly serious nature. Because I don't care. I, yeah. I feel like this. There's like two sides of this coin that of, of movies that have come out recently. That like, as Alex was saying, like most of these characters are like these one note, like almost like farces or parodies of like uh, action characters from like the 80s and 90s. But they play it so seriously that that you, that it's that there isn't a joke to it as opposed to like Bloodshot where it's you can tell that there's a joke the whole time and I just didn't care. Um, and so there's like these are the two movies that are like one is super self-serious, one is not self-serious at all. And 
both of them leave me feeling bored at, by the end of it. Like even David Harbour, as soon as he shows up, you're like, all right, I know, I I know everything that's yeah. going. To oh happen. yeah, yeah. He shows up, you're like, so he's gonna sell this kid. So, yeah. yeah. And like, that's not a problem. Right, it's not like we know how action movies work, but find a way to make me like either laugh or care. And you didn't, you somehow left me in this weird middle ground where I'm like, well, I, I don't super care. And and it's unfortunate because Sam Hargraves, uh, and this is his first movie, he's been like like a stunt coordinator and stuff like that. He was a sniper in this movie who, get killed at, who got killed at the beginning. Um, huh. He's clearly good at staging action. And I wish someone gave him like something written to, to, to direct because this, there really is like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot there. And I know this is the, this is the Russo brothers, but like, Wait, yo, y'all are well? usually, what? He wrote this as well? No, he directed it. Oh. Uh, the Russos wrote and produced. It's but, based on a book though. Based on a graphic novel. Yeah. But. Uh, really? I, Yeah. Nothing gets made if it doesn't come from something else. So um, but it, it just left me a little hollow, despite enjoying, especially the first chase between the police, him, and the other dude. I think, like, from the so awesome. from the start, like until like they basically throw that kid off the roof, I was a hundred percent in and being like, "This is insane." Um, and then it kind of started to slow down its pace right after that, and I started to yeah. check out. Yeah, it, 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 I think it needed to keep that. Yeah. Also, that kid was. Do you see that kid at the, the nightclub? Though he was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> First off, that guy, that kid, had everything. His dad was a drug dealer. Uh, that girl was looking at him. He was at a nightclub. <laughs> silk shirt. I mean, how many silk shirts do you own, Alex? Like a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I got all those silkworms? Ah, uh, ooh. Well, I don't yeah, know. This is, this is one of those movies that just, like, it, because it's directed by a stunt choreographer, like, we've seen a great deal in the past from, like, uh, like the John, John Wick. Wick's the Wick's and a couple, world, yeah. a couple other places. I can't remember what happens. And it's, like, one of those things that, like, hey, he got the right amount of connections and friends that are giving him a shot to prove that he could take more responsibility. But I would just like... Sam Hargrave, uh, the directors, uh, would just get a little bit more responsibility. I don't think he should be given an entire film ever again. I think this is a proving ground for him to be like, I deserve to have more input in how action is is not just choreographed but also directed. And it's like that's fine, but he, he, as you said, like he can't, he couldn't have doing this whole film did not work out, right? And like if there, the supercut of this film where it's just all the action scenes like back to back, that's like thirty minutes is easily amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. If we can get back to that time, like when a, it was happening when a lot of like Asian stars were coming over here for the first time, when movies would have like the director of the film and then there was the action director. Yeah. And if we, I would be cool to get back to that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think. Yeah, and and but I mean this movie. Now that Netflix isn't necessarily releasing data, so to speak, but if you turn on Netflix, this was like the number one movie, or the it was in the top three in terms of what people were watching for pretty much since it's come out. I'm pretty, I'm sure it's still in the top ten. It might not be as high, but like every single day, it was like one, two, or three. Yeah, 
And people like, I normally don't see people talking about a Netflix movie when they come out because, you know, that's the world we live in now. Yep. But like social media was like extraction. It's a thing. There weren't that many takes that were like, this is awesome. But everyone was clearly like, yo, it's Saturday night. I'm watching extraction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to be doing the extraction challenge? <laughs> uh, go to a country where uh, a foreign country and uh, kidnap yeah. people, yellow screen behind it so that it looks foreign, extra foreign. I hate when they do that filter. I know, me too. I that filter's worse. So cheap. <laughs> but whatever. Movie's fine, I guess. It's, it, you know, considering we're probably not going to have a summer action movie season yeah this is the uh, action movie of the year yeah. this is it although did you see that new mutants got a release date for like august or october i'll believe it Dude, when i am there yeah i i think this is just a running joke and i'm so in for that like I'm <laughs> it's getting delayed it I really does feel like a, i never knew disney would be like would like spend millions of dollars like this just for a bit but it does like, seem like that like the new, like I expect to see this on the new Punked on Quibi. That like that, that right. they are just pushing this back and back. And every time they're like, "We promise it's coming out in August." Dude, April eighteenth, April of two thousand eighteen. That that feels like light years from where we are right now. It, it, that movie was is. supposed to have been well out. Are you kidding wait. me? I can't wait for fifty-year-old Maisie Williams to have to like still do the press junkets. <laughs> <laughs> The couch I'm currently sitting on, I did not possess, and I've had it for two years. That's insane. Like, what the F? Oh, well. All right. All right. I think that that's, I think we've we've extracted all we could from extraction. Um, Perfect. <laughs> that was a beautiful segue. No problem. Uh, Alex, do you have to take... I- I, I unfortunately must. This is where I leave. This is where I get extracted. This is where, yeah, you're getting extracted right now. You had some homework. Um, can Where can Ooh. we find you on? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Uh, guys, Chris Hemsworth outside. I got to go. Uh, oh, sorry. all right. Well, I next time, let us know. <laughs> you just type a letterbox profile. Mm, that's too much work. No, no, no. How about this? This is easy. Just text me whatever it is while we're still casting, and then I'll. Be <laughs> I can't. My my. I got too much. Um, the buttons on my keyboard uh, on my phone. Um, they're all jump. They're all gummed up. What? Wait. Do you have a BlackBerry? <laughs> yeah, I got a BlackBerry curve. I think I got it curves. I mean, I got a BlackBerry at curves. And, uh, <laughs> it's all messed right? But um, I gotta go. Uh, oh shit! Uh, my my uh, internet's cutting out. All right, guys. Uh, Wait, bye. What? See you later. Enjoy the festival. You knew it was cutting out. Yeah. Is he? Did he? Wait. How did he know? I think it would either just cut out. That's usually how it works. I've never seen the internet work any other way. To be fair. <laughs> And you work within the confines of it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, well, so does he, I guess. Maybe he knows something we don't. It's possible. I'll <laughs> yeah. test him. Oh, yeah. wait, he can't respond. Oh, uh, stupid blackberries. All right. Let's keep moving on uh, and talk about Bad Education, uh, a HBO movie right now, I believe. Can we get a rust down for Bad Education? And yes, so I can find out can. what happens after the first 25 minutes of this movie. So, 
Bad Education was actually a festival movie from last year oh. that HBO bought um, as in the in, in the initial thinkings of just wanting to have as much content as possible for uh, HBO Max. Um, but you know they dropped it early anyway. Right. Bad Education directed by Corey Finley, the beloved superintendent of New York's Rosslyn School District, and his staff, friends, and relatives become the prime suspects in the unfolding of the single largest public school embezzlement scandal in American history. Uh, Hugh Jackman, Ray Romano, and that lady who wins Emmys. Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Those three. So uh, I watched like the beginning of this movie and then fell asleep and never got back to it. Um, but what? those three were fantastic in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I would highly suggest getting back to this movie. It is really very good. Okay. Yes. It, I almost understand why uh, HBO bought it when it was originally trying to get you know bought as a regular theater theatrical release. Mm-hmm. This sort of feels like a throwback to when big stars made like Sunday night movies of the week on TV. Okay. And I'm not taking anything away from the merits of the film because I think I loved it, but where it's almost like too small for the big screen, mm-hmm. but kind of perfect for like a movie of the week kind of format. Not saying that it's not as good, but there's just really not a lot of, it's a great story, but it just didn't feel, I couldn't have seen myself going to the theater to see this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I really, yeah, it's from the director of Thoroughbreds, a movie that almost oh, cracked my life. Yeah, to I remember you talking a lot about that one. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's a weird slow burn. It really takes a different route in, and you I could definitely see this movie being made by someone else to make it feel a lot bigger. Yeah, because it takes this path in which. Uh, you've seen the beginning that it doesn't really lay anything on Hugh Jackman's character. No, not at all. In fact, he just seems like a good dude who lost his wife and was secretly gay. Yeah, and it, <laughs> but it slowly peels back the layers. There's, um, it's it slowly peels back those layers, so we can. It's almost like this movie's it's it's saying we're dealing with a sociopath. Because it seems like, yeah, from what I've seen so far, it seems like this is all Alice and Janney's scheme. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're dealing with a sociopath, but instead of, like, some movies will do that and be like, look at our sociopath. Isn't he so cool? And, like, isn't he so, like, big and wild? Can you believe what's happening? But in this one, it's like, no, we're going to let you be almost tricked into the way that other people see him as well. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll peel back those layers to be like, no, this is what he's been doing forever. I think that's a really good way of presenting it because I knew the story and I still going into it was like, oh, maybe there's stuff I don't remember or didn't know correctly or because he seems like a good guy. Like, yeah. and I fucking knew this. Like it's because you know I'm being from Long Island, like yeah. in, in a school district. That's like the most up my alley news story that could possibly be. Yeah. So I was like, oh okay, maybe he just got in over his head, but he he tried to do the right thing the wrong way. I was making excuses for this guy for yeah. a really long time, and it's almost like that's what somebody like him will do to you. 
Yes. It's, it's, it's really, really, really interesting. Good. Okay. Um, telling it like that makes it so much more interesting uh, when they introduce the thing that, <clears throat> excuse, uh, sorry, the thing that introduces his real story to the rest of the world. Huh. And it's almost more amazing that this came out because you can, you can imagine that if, if, if the, I'm not going to spoil it, like, but if, if the, how the, how, how he was found out did not happen, he would have a million percent gotten away with all of this. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's, it's really like, I have a feeling it has something to do with like the girl who's currently writing like an article or something for the newspaper that he like encourages to go deeper. And like, um, as I'm watching, just go back and watch it. it. Okay. All right. Go back and watch it. It, It's really phenomenal. But as I said, like you could see this being made by someone else and it, you know, maybe it even starts, um, at the end and the, you know, does one of those, I bet you're wondering how I got here or it starts. Oh, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Or then it's like start with like Hugh Jackman partying or doing something weird or like doing something big and the movie's told with like voiceover by him and he's explaining what he's doing the entire time. And it's just much like bigger character piece. And that's a movie that I could see seeing in theaters, but this one chose to do it in a different way, and I really like it for that. Hmm. Okay. Or they take, or they take the, the natural, you know, kind of strengths of I'd say the three leads in Hugh Ray and Allison. Well, not so much. Yeah, no, you can do everything. Hugh Ray and Allison are, you know, very comedic performers. They could have like done this like a comedic retelling um, with like kind of like an I Tanya sort of setup where they're making it bigger and they're they're playing to the humor of it. And I think this movie does a really good job of having the restraint to not. Re- I mean, you don't really laugh. It's like it, there's like some interesting moments and some kind of funny stuff that you'll laugh at in your head. But the movie's not a comedy and it doesn't pretend to be. And it doesn't have Alice and Janney do that thing where it's like, here, go, uh, go hit home runs and make everybody laugh. Um, play this real. And I think that that's like the biggest strength of the movie is it almost feels like you're watching like a documentary because they, it just it plays so real. Yeah. And they even take uh Jimmy Tatro, who is the goofiest, dumb, like jock dude in the world, um, you you would know him from the first season of American Vandal, uh, and they get him to just like, no, no, play this very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. People okay. will understand you're an idiot and you kind of broke some stuff, but like, we're not going to play it for a lapse. Right. I, I think that's just real. I think the casting is excellent, but just the the restraint that you, was shown. Absolutely. In making this movie, I think is why HBO said we need this because this this works as a as a home viewing experience. This is excellent as a film. I don't I don't see this the one. I don't think it would have made any money whatsoever. Right. Um. But I think on TV, like I can get people. Like I I had a faculty meeting the other day, and it was like, huh. did you guys see Bad Education? And everybody was like, yeah, 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 it was great. It was oh wow. Yeah. No one would have well teachers. Um, right. no one would have saw this in theaters and they would have been like, what are you talking about? But with the flat, with the HBO platform, it's like, this felt like one of the best movies of the week, like ever made. All right. I've got, I've got to go back in and give it another shot then and, and kind of finish watching it. I was intrigued and very tired. Um, and then, yeah, just ended up not coming back to it because I got to, I'm, I'm behind on the last dance and I, and I need to catch up cause it's been great. Oh my God. 
Can we make that an offcast when it's all done? Yes. It's amazing. Um, I would love to make Alex talk about that for at least 25 minutes. I would love to have Alex watch more than one of those episodes. And we'll do one a week for the next 10 weeks until it's all done. It is so good. Anyway, but this is not the last, the last, last dance podcast. Um, this is the movie, movie podcast. So let's keep going. Uh, do you guys want to keep going with the non South by films or do you want to go to something else that we have all seen? Let's, let's drill down the list. Cause I think everything else yeah. is fast after this. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. So I guess, tell me quickly about Arkansas. Uh, Clark Duke made it. Hmm. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's no, it. That's got all it. we got. <laughs> Done. Moving on. It's, it's, um, for a first-time director, uh, there's some scenes where you can see him trying a little too hard. And also, as a first-time director, there's some scenes where you're like, okay, you might, you might have something. Okay. Uh, it's decent. Um, really? The cat. It's decent. It is like aggressively decent. How is Vince Vaughn in it? Uh, his accent slips in and out. Yeah. Um, they, don't really put, and his character is someone who's supposed to have kind of existed, I guess, within the confines of the plot for about 25 years. Okay. And they don't do a great job of aging him 25 years. They just kind of start him at Vince Vaughn now, and then they just gray his hair a little bit, so it's a little distracting. Um, but the interplay between uh, Clark Duke and Liam Hemsworth is actually pretty good. I I don't know why I just don't think he can act because I think his his brother got all the better stuff. He's than eclipsed his other brother. at this point, yeah. But Liam is a pretty decent actor. He can do that kind of stoic stuff too. I don't know if he can do humor and everything. I don't know if he has all the tools. Yeah. But he's de- he's aggressively like pretty all right in this movie. Okay. Um, John Malkovich is funny. It's it feels like like a Fargo light. Or that's what it looks like. like. It's a Coen Brothers or an Elmore Leonard move, book turned movie yeah. by someone not as capable. Okay, um, but it's not bad. Okay, which is because this is based on a book. Yes, but it's. I, I was so confused. I looked it up on IMDb when you said you watched it. I was like, this sounds. I was like, I know that's the title of a book I've read. And then I was reading the description. I was like, that's the description of a book I read. <laughs> Nowhere on the IMDb DB page does it mention the book it's based on. Weird. Does the writer not have like a like a credit on it either? No, nowhere. That's really weird. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. Okay. But it, you can definitely tell it's uh, somebody's first movie because some stuff is terrible and some stuff is all right. But it, it's in in today's there's we're we're gonna run out of content real soon. Uh, in terms of just like stuff that you would want to watch. Yeah. So I would watch this as a movie to kind of get you ready for uh, the VOD stuff that just start, start, starts coming our way. That's not that good. It's yeah. better than that. Although I will say the lodge dropped on VOD. So I'm going to be ranking yes. that. And the assistant, which I can finally get around to. Yeah. I want to watch it too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fine. It's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably check this out at some point. It, it looked fine. I guess everything that the trailer looked like, you were just like reiterate. Like, it's just like, yep, this you're reinforcing what I kind of expected from this movie. Um, but cool. All right, uh, Pete John Henry was he a steel driving man? Uh, that 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 song plays uh, prominently a few times in this film. Uh, 
John Henry, a uh, new movie that dropped on Netflix uh, with Terry Crews in the title role. Uh, really? When, yeah. <laughs> when two immigrant kids on the run from his former South Los Angeles gang leader stumble into his life, John is forced to reconcile with his past in order to try and give them a future. So the poster for this movie is uh, Terry Crews uh, in a, you know, cut off sleeves, uh, holding a sledgehammer. Yep. And I'm like, this looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this would be really because it also it reads like, uh, you know, like extraction <laughs> <laughs> or a take. So it's like, oh, so maybe this or at least a walking tall. So it's like, oh, so maybe like this would be so like fun revenge or he's protecting blah, blah, blah. This movie treats itself so fucking seriously ah man so it's just, it's just like extraction it's so weird well, it's like it's 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 written it's like it it every scene is like slow p- slowly paced but ludicrous is in it oh his face because i saw this trailer two years ago and thought it was a joke he has a metal jaw it is the weirdest movie. It, the movie takes itself so seriously, but its villain has a metal jaw because of an accident that it does go into. But it's like it's like a gold plated metal jaw, like blinged out, and it's <clears throat> it feels so out of place. And it, they don't do anything with it. They don't have fun with the fact that Ludacris looks like the most outrageous character villain in a movie ever, and they just choose not to do anything with that information it's so so weird wow okay so definite watch i'm still not 100 sure if i should go and watch this movie it's an hour and a half if you watch it it's very boring but skip until like just watch like 20 minutes of it and then fast forward until you see ludicrous and being like and then immediately you'll be like wait a second this is a different movie Okay, and I was like, "Oh, I'm excited for this movie to start," and that movie never starts. It's so uh, weird. That's weird. Okay. Um, all right then. Uh, I randomly I forgot. I saw Disturbing the Peace, which is a new Guy Pierce movie that came out this year. Um, huh? Yep. Oh, Lockout's on uh, Netflix, by the way. Now. Oh well, I guess I could watch it on multiple streaming services then. Um. It, it is uh, basically, yeah, a walking tall or uh, what was the Schwarzenegger uh, as like last the stand. Yeah, last stand? Oh. It's like that, but bad, I guess, is really how, how the exact same. Oh, God. Oh, that came out. the. Oh, I thought I was thinking Guy Ritchie, but OK. No, no. Now. Yeah, no, no. Guy Pierce. Yeah. After again, I've been watching a lot of Guy Pierce stuff since we had our lockout conversation. Um, and yeah, the it's not it's definitely not the best um probably watch extraction instead of it yeah anyway yeah but he's not bad actually but you know but still not not the best not oh man um i should i should have watched i should have continued watching bad education instead of watching disturbing <laughs> the peace um but now let's go over to the south by south film festival Woo! um so they released what seven, uh, four movies, three documentaries, and a whole bunch of shorts. Um, between us, we watched one of the documentaries and most of the films, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's start with most of one film. Okay, all right. So let's just start with the one that we all at least started uh, with "Cat in the Wall." Um, should we give? We should probably do rust downs for all of these because they are all South by yeah. Southwest movies. Yeah. 
Uh, if they exist. Yeah. Uh, Actually, that's true. When I tried to find Le Choc de Futur on uh, IMDb, it did not show up. Um, so I don't know if these are all, all right. there. Cat in the Wall is definitely there, though. Okay. Um, Cat in the Wall, uh, direct... I'm not gonna butcher those names. That's fine. Um, Southeast London, in the multicultural neighborhood of Peckham, in a municipal building. A Bulgarian family goes into serious conflict with their neighbors due to abandoned cat. Yep. This must have been translated because there, there's like a, not a lot of subject verb agreement. Um, but okay. I was so excited for these South by movies to drop. I was like, this is going to be so interesting and so fun. Like, mm-hmm. and then I read the description for Cat and Wall. I was like, oh, what a delightful sounding romp. Nope. Um, what a fucking bore of a movie, dude. I was now. I was exhausted when I put this on, uh, but, but I, I knew it was 30, uh, it was an hour and 32 minutes. I was like, all right, 90 yeah, minutes. It's not bad. Yeah. House. You, you, can, you can do 90 minutes. I I got to like the 80 minute mark and just kind of passed out and never went back. Even when I woke up, I was like, eh, I'll get there. I was grasping to be interested. I was trying. So I remember like being very, I I was very very excited when I was like all the South by Southwest movies are going to be coming to Netflix. We're going to or to Amazon. We're going to be able to watch them for a week. I was super psyched. And then at some point, I think while I was watching Cat in the Wall, I realized, oh right, not Sundance, South by Southwest. <laughs> um, right, right. These aren't like this is. I, I think I'm I'm out of my league on this possibly. Um, yeah, it, it's very slow. Um, I, I think that the performances, for the most part, are good, and I think that they do some interesting stuff. But for the, like with the relationship, but it's very much just like it feels like a slice of life with a cat that somehow sometimes gets into a wall, and that's literally like which the most exciting part about really it is when the cat gets in the wall. Yeah, which is and that's like barely relevant. Yeah, yeah, it have, and that's like that's the one time where like oh every like all the people are in the apartment because the cat's in the wall. And then, and then the cat gets out of the wall. Yeah, exactly. Is that what, what happened in the last twelve minutes? Nothing. Oh, nothing. So it turns out that the neighbors that they were fighting with uh, called the cops and yeah. claimed that the uncle was jerking off in the window and he gets arrested. Yep, that's how it ends. Okay. Yeah. It's nothing. Um, I, I I thought like there was times like in the beginning of this when uh like the the mother was out on the street, like talking to people. I think they were talking about like Brexit and, and some of the like uh, stuff that was going on in, in England. And I was like, okay, this could be cool. Like this could have like some political, like underlying like themes going on, but then maybe it does. And I missed it, but I just, I I felt like it had maybe one too many issues in it. Like you, you, you want to cover, Brexit from the perspective of immigrants. All right, cool, do that. Uh, then there's gentrification over here. Those two aren't the same thing. Right, and then you've yeah. got like the over racism that is, you know, pervasive in England against pretty much anybody who's not them. Yeah, allegedly. Um, but those are like three things that, while they do sort of interconnect, I don't want to see that interconnection in that small of a movie. Yeah. And they never uh, feel like they are connected. One, exactly. So give me one or two of them or make it this like huge searing uh, profile of the entire apartment complex 
and yeah. go from person to person. Give me something a little bit different. But if you're going to tell the small story of these people, maybe stick to like the the like the 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 singular conflict. Maybe scratch the gentrification or Brexit or something. But you can't do all of it. I feel like it, you can't do all of this stuff successfully in a movie this small and have me care. Yeah. Because it seems like every 10 minutes it's like, oh, we care about this now. Oh, we care about this now. And I, I, I could not. And I, again, and then the cat part I thought was going to be like funny and like the, the part too. that kind of cuts the tension. And it's nothing. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe this is just my stupid American brain. But I felt dumb watching this movie. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. And I know they're documentary filmmakers, so maybe they're just so used to. Uh, the stories of people being interesting. It but feels like they're. Th- it, it feels like that. Right, but when you're making a, a narrative, non like fictional story, you have to make it interesting. The people alone, the actors alone, can't do that. Yeah. You got to write it. Yeah. But I, I felt I, I feel almost racist for like shitting on the small foreign film. <laughs> All right. Well, we can keep moving on. Uh, I saw Gunpowder Heart, um, which was uh, tough to watch at times. Uh, decent, but also it, you know, very slow. Uh, but also, yeah. It, it, I, do you want to give a rust down <laughs> for this one? Oh God. Yeah, that's why they watched that. Um, direct. Uh, yeah, Gunpowder Heart, directed by Camilla Urrutia. Two girlfriends find a way to cope with being victims of sexual violence. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, and it's 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 a very intense watch as well at times. Seven minutes. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it's it's very it's short, um, but you will you will be uh, yeah upset for most of that time. Um, it is interesting to have like the interplay of like sh- take revenge, don't take revenge, like uh, getting like the gun. What do we do with it? Uh, it there, there is some interesting stuff in there, but um, it's better than Cat in the Wall. I'll give it that much. <laughs> um, and we can keep moving on. Uh, Le Choc du Futur um, is uh, do we? Yeah, do we want to do a rust down for all of it? Does that exist? Is can I find that? On I, IMDb? I couldn't. I couldn't find that on IMDb. I think it probably goes by another name that I couldn't find on IMDb. Um, but it, it's like a. It takes place in France in the seventies. The future. Uh, wait, what is the description? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, late nineteen seventies arrival of electronic music to France is mm-hmm. dealt with in the story of twenty four hours in the life of a young woman composer in Paris. Yep, that's the one. That sounds good. That's actually so it's 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 well done because the entire thing is basically within this apartment that she is in and like just has like this giant um crazy electronic music setup where uh friends will come by um she will play some music she will like she records music with someone and it it does a lot in just this little space where it feels again almost like you know cat in the wall where there's like this slice of life type thing going on but you feel like you are truly like living in this woman's um life for a little while and it's decently interesting to see her trying to like achieve her dream uh while honestly like not leaving the apartment so that's kind of this was the only other one i had like planned on yeah watching and they were gone. Yeah. And then Selfie is the last one that I saw. There's going to be a lot of 
selfie. I'm gonna assume it's the night the 2019 one in a world where digital technology has invaded our lives. Yep. Some of us end up cracking. Yep. Addict or technophobe with a family or at school or at work or in love. Selfie tells the comic and wild. Whoa, I have to click the whole thing. <laughs> and wild destinies of Homo numericus on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yep. Uh, so this plays out like uh, a funnier Black Mirror, like a couple of Black Mirror episodes stitched together that interweave with characters. Um, and it's it's well done. And I think that there are some like really good and poignant parts to it as well. I, I would say like of all of the ones to watch, this would probably be the one that I'm like, yeah, no, this this was good. This this is worth checking out if you have the time um, to, to do so. Hmm. Yeah. So in terms of the narrative features uh, and the experiment that this was, uh, good idea, bad idea, something you'd like to see again? Um, something I'd like to see again, but I would also be something that I'd like to. And I don't know, maybe I would like to see it again, but uh, it's better quality. Yeah, I guess that's I, I want to say like something like I, I, I'm remiss to say like more mainstream because that's not really what I mean. But yeah, better quality. Like. Yeah, it's just that the, I don't know. Maybe it was that the announcement made it feel like this big fun thing, yeah, and not just something they were like, "Fuck!" Uh, in these in these times, this is what we have to do. I thought it was going to be like this, like special experience, and it just like these movies were. Well, at least the ones I saw were just like, "Oof!" Yeah, and and it's also like if you've gone to like a film festival or any kind of thing like that where there's multiple movies. You, you you feel like you have almost enough choice that you're not making a concession right with what you choose to put on and even like looking at the I mean uh cat in the wall I pretty much own I watched or watched most of because uh purely on title alone sometimes when you don't know shit about movies you go on <laughs> gotta go by the title I was like cat in the wall sounds great and then I read uh Le Choc du Futur I was like oh that sounds cool but like I need something I, – I need a little bit more to go on. I, I get that these movies are, are super of the indiest variety. Yeah. You know, the, but, like, good lord. Like, there should be something that I'm, like, excited about. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, and like – there was – I feel like I didn't get excited about a single movie. Right. It's weird to be, like, in this state of pandemic where we can't – like, we're not going outside. We're stuck inside all the time. Um, and what I don't – want to watch are like these very like either slow long draw like give me trolls world tour again like that's what i'm looking for right now and it's like not to say that i'm being like this like i don't know ugly american doesn't want to watch foreign movies or independent i feel like it when i'm saying it but i don't mean to sound like it no and and that's why i'm kind of like couching because it's like we're like three fucking dudes having this conversation about movies that were made by people in smaller countries, women, all yeah. this stuff. I, I'm not saying that that's something I don't want to see more of. It's not that at all. Yeah. It's just I couldn't connect with any of these. And I'm a guy who saw Climax two weeks ago, and that is a downer of a movie. Not yeah. for a good mood, but yeah. it is 90 minutes. It has a very clear point. It sticks its land. And that's the thing. It's like also I don't care whether the movie's for me or, or it isn't accomplish your narrative goals yeah and i felt like with cat in the wall i never went back because i'm like you didn't i don't think you did the job you were trying to do yeah 
And I would just wish there was at least one. I would have, I would have loved to come out of this surprise by something or like, cause again, I went based off name and based off of, I, off, off of descriptions yeah. on uh, the shock, the future and cat and wall. Yeah. I would have loved to come out of one of them being like, Holy shit. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I I didn't come out of any of them being like, "Holy shit, that was awesome." I I did enjoy selfie a good bit, um, but and Gunpowder Heart was again like very well done. But um, yeah, I I think that it 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 just wasn't. Yeah, it, I love the experiment that they did here, no matter what. I, I'd almost say do it again. Um, yeah. do, do it again because uh, what the hell? Especially, yeah, what else is going on? What else is going on, and who knows when the movie industry really comes back? But I think I think it's worth doing. Um, well, we didn't hear about TFW no GF yo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, I liked it. It's one of those things that I, I. It's one of those things that like I don't want people to see. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. It's it's, it's not like like uh, toxic male four chan trolls. Oh. And it tries to dive deep a little bit deeper into why and it, it makes some like interesting arguments and some interesting points but but every single time that you start to build a tiny bit of empathy uh one of these dudes opens their mouth and you're like oh fuck the fuck off all right yeah see that's that's kind of that's what i would assume would happen honestly <laughs> yeah which is a bummer because uh, like it, it it's it's you know because they're a scourge on society but you know uh, I, I instead I will say uh, in case anyone's interested, uh, especially people on this podcast, um, on Amazon Prime, the documentary "The Lost Arcade." Oh, uh, oh, wait, is that uh, about Chinatown Arcade? Yeah. Oh my god, I kickstarted that years ago. I got a T-shirt from it. Is that out? <laughs> yeah, it's up on uh, Prime. It's very good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to watch that. That's awesome. I gotta get back into the habit of go of Prime. It's just of the the streaming services it's the one i turn on the least amount and i know they have a lot of good stuff on there sometimes i gotta remember to do that yeah i i I always i think that prime is like actually the first it's or it's either hulu or prime that i go to first and then second and then i i go to netflix last at this point because yeah Uh, i mean the last dance and um and mr robot have been what i've been watching mostly recently yeah, the last dance is the only appointment thing I have left. Where like I watch it as it is on, and I, then I go to all my sports podcasts. It's pretty great. TV, I will say, I know we do a movie podcast. TV has been killing it for me lately. TV has has been killing it for me lately as well. Um, uh, it's I, I was always more of a I would always be one to watch a movie rather than watch a TV show, and I find myself watching TV shows way more now. Well, it's also like some of the really good directors of even the last like 10 years are just making TV now. Like uh, Derek Chi in France, who made Blue Jasmine and the place beyond the pond, behind the pond, beyond the ponds. Yeah. The place beyond the ponds has a, a awesome HBO show with Mark Ruffalo. That's a huge, if you like a Blue Jasmine feeling like I do. Wait, Blue Jasmine? Like, do you mean Blue, I mean, sorry, Blue Valentine? Sorry, Blue Valentine. Uh, it's a complete downer of a of a film. Well, he's got a whole show that's that feeling <laughs> on HBO every Sunday night, so you can watch The Last Dance and then watch the uh, Mark Ruffalo playing twins in whatever the hell the name of that show is. But it's really good. Nice. What about you, Pete? How's how's TV? yeah uh, yeah? What TV are you or what are you? Uh, what what's your streaming go to at this point? Um, I uh, got a trial to Shutter. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. You were talking about that. How was that? Uh, uh, I love it. I've been watching a lot of horror stuff nice. and really enjoying it. Um, in terms of, like, things to put on while I work, like, that's been good. I've been watching a couple different documentaries, too. But uh, Shudder's great. It's, well, and through Amazon Prime because I'm, I decided I'm starting with the uh, Friday the 13th movies and I'm going all the way through those. And then nice. I want to try um, another big horror franchise as well. But, yeah, so I've mostly just been doing Shudder. Nice. I also have the Criterion channel, which do not. I was thinking about getting that. They have, it's, you know, they've got things that you're not going to find anywhere else, which is really good. They also have um, this one, uh, it's like a special about a, a TV show that used to be on IFC, where if you watch it, you will very clearly see Andrew Dunn and Ashley uh, front and center stage uh, in the in the middle of the screen. It's really great. Uh, it was very fun to see that happen. Um, what? Yeah, it, it was great. I, I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to them uh, immediately. And Ashley was like, I have no memory of this. <laughs> um, but I think that is it for this time. We got to figure out what we're going to do next week. I think that we should probably uh, come up with one of the off week ideas of challenging ourselves to a, a movie of some kind. I still think everyone should just watch Peppermint, except for Pete who watched it. Oh, I have I have another idea that I'll run past you guys once we stop recording. All right, that sounds like a plan. So and, you can find us on the guys, oh. real quick. Yep. Antichrist is on the Criterion channel. <laughs> I'm getting it. <laughs> I think there's actually a, a bunch of uh, Lars von Trier on there. So I think Element of Crime is on there as well. I'm so old. Yeah, I think that's all you need to know. They, they've got a bunch of old Hitchcocks on there, which has been fantastic as well. Um, but you can find us on the web, movementpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at movementpodcast. Oh, right. None of this matters. Um, Russ Incredible on all the things for us. <laughs> um, Funky Bankman uh, for Peter on Letterboxd. I should sign up for Letterboxd at some point, but currently just on Strava at Johnny Tiggs. Alex, who knows where he is? Oh, let me just check my – let's see if he's okay, check the phone. Uh, he, he missed. He forgot to to get me back. All right. Well, maybe next time we'll find out where you can find Alex. But for this time, we'll see you all next time. That didn't make sense on the movie movie <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>